Okay, so we were discussing yesterday the um, teaching of the Gemara. Gemara says, Mashiach will come behesachadas. Mashiach will come, come when not thinking about it. That's the simple translation of the Gemara. The Rebbe says that the word das doesn't just mean thinking about it, das means connection to it. That means there is something about Mashiach's coming which, is, which we have a connection to, naturally. And there's something about Mashiach's coming which is beyond our connection to it. What's our connection to Mashiach's coming? So if I were to talk about uh, my tzaris, you talk about your tzaris, you talk about the Jewish people's tzaris, that's all das. That's how Mashiach is relevant to us. That's how Mashiach's coming is something that, that matters to us. And depending on what's going on in our lives, it matters more, matters less. But And it, it's even possible that Mashiach's coming matters to our very core. Well, the Gemara says that Mashiach comes behesach hadas. The Gemara is saying that Mashiach shouldn't just matter to you because of what's happening to in your in your life. It shouldn't just be about the relevance Mashiach has to you. You should want Mashiach because this is what Hashem wants. It should be, it should be not about you. It should be about because Hashem wants to have a home in this world. That's why you should want Mashiach. You should think about Hashem's need. And this uh, this this idea uh, is is hinted to in the Rambam. The Rambam says that the sages did not want Mashiach's coming for the sake of having uh, dominion over the world. They don't want Mashiach's coming because of the pleasures that they would have. Rather, they just wanted Mashiach's coming to learn Torah with tranquility. So they asked, tranquility and tranquil Torah study is something which is so enjoyable. And especially enjoyable for the sages who of Israel, who who that's their whole life's pursuit. They really enjoy studying Torah more than we enjoy cookies and candies, or whatever cookies and candies are. They enjoy Torah study. That, that's the greatest pleasure that there is. So why does the Rambam say they didn't want Mashiach for pleasure? That's the biggest pleasure there is. There's no greater pleasure. Of course, they want the, if, if that's what they want, the Mashiach. That's the greatest pleasure. And they've answered that the Rambam, the Rambam's word to learn Torah with tranquility has to be understood. Has to be qualified. The word tranquility doesn't just mean that there's no one making noise. Tranquility means as opposed to the word, uh, as opposed to what the Gemara classifies the average uh, day for a Torah scholar. The Gemara says a Torah scholar never has tranquility. He's always going higher and higher from level to level. In this world and the next world, the Torah scholar never has tranquility. He's always ascending higher and higher. Every day, higher and higher. Always movement. So if the Torah scholar is always going higher and higher, so he doesn't have tranquility. Then what is tranquility? Tranquility means that you're not just studying Torah because you want to get higher than you were before, spiritually, physically, a higher level of connection to Hashem, a greater revelation, a greater radiation uh, of Hashem's light. Rather, it's beyond the tranquility. You want, you're studying Torah just because for the sake of the Torah itself, for the sake of either bringing godliness to the Torah for the sake of elevating the word Lushma, we learned yesterday means either Lushem Hey, for the sake of the letter Hey. You want the Hey of Hashem's name to ascend to a higher place. You want the Torah to, to have received godliness, or because you want to satisfy Hashem's desire to have a home in the lowest realm. So it's not about you anymore. It's not about what you're going to gain. So, so, so the sages didn't want Mashiach because of their personal spiritual gain. Rather, it was beyond all limitations. It, was, it wasn't about ascending to another level. It was about Hashem's desire to have a home in the lowest realm. That's why we show our Mashiach too. That's what we learned yesterday. But there's a big question we have what we learned yesterday. Uh, there's a joke they say in yeshiva. 
the Gemara mentions certain situations about a, a sage who uh, asked a question, another person answered the question, and he gave him his daughter. What a great answer he gave him his daughter. So the joke is that a person studies Torah Lushma for the sake of her. He wants, he wants hope that this will help the Shidduch. He's going to study the Gemara. He's going to fascinate somebody. Ah, this will, or some people just hear about this guy. What a great guy. And he's studying Torah all day, and he's studying Torah. Yeah, he's studying Torah. He's thinking about Lushma, how it's going to benefit his Shidduch. So, but, but there are also, um, uh, you're not even sure, Dr. Bresman, you're not, not familiar with this kind of, uh, kind, kind of um, uh, creative way to find the shidduch. Um, but, 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 but there are other selfish things that we have in mind on a regular basis. And the question of has is, let's go to, we're going to page 111, test. The question could be asked, how can we demand of a Jew that he should rise beyond his, the limitations that he's in and not to think about himself at all and only think about Hashem's desire don't think about you, think Hashem has a desire to have a, lo- a home in this world how can you do that? every step you take you feel the constraints of where you are there are some unique individuals that for them the, the problem with the exile is their spiritual constraints, their spiritual angst. By people on our level, the Rebbe says. People, regular guys just like us, like the Rebbe. <laughs> we feel the problem, the physical problem. How can we say oh, we, we want you to be in a state of Hesachadas? You're not just thinking about Mashiach because of what you want Mashiach for. Think about Hashem's intent. What do you mean Hashem's intent? I, I feel my angst every step of my life, every step I take. I understand this based upon the famous story. On page, top of page, page 112. The says, I've re- read this this way. I don't know how exact the person who wrote the story down was, but there's a way I read it. How come, they asked Alter Rebbe, how come you are so involved in teaching Chassidus? You're teaching things about love and reverence for Hashem when people aren't up to that level. People aren't up to that place you're in. He's my marm with Alter Rebbe, love of Hashem, reverence for Hashem. People aren't into it. To explain the question better, it says in in Chassidus and and Sichas about the the arum for Chassidus. The arum for Chassidus means what's around Chassidus. So so when the previous Rebbe in his Sichas talks about what Chassidus is about, the 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 outside of Chassidus, so to say, the what Chassidus is, is about, he mentions that Chassidus is about pnimius. Pimius means the inside of things, the real meaning of things. In the language of the previous Rebbe, Chabad derish pimius. Chabad demands that we should really, we should be real. Chabad demands that there, there should be inwardness, that there should be integrity. What's a pimi? A pimi is someone, someone who is an inward person, someone who is a real person. What he's into, what he's really doing. What is a pimi? When he is involved in some specific thing, he's in that thing and only. 
So why are we discussing lofty things which are beyond us? If you're a Ptimi, if you want to be real, then uh, you shouldn't talk about things which aren't at your level. So they asked the Alter Rebbe this question, why are you talking about things which are not on our level? We could add to this question, we find in the Gemara, Yeroham ben Avat, who is known as one of the top of the top ten sinners of history, he one of the things that he did was he put roadblocks uh, to prevent people from visiting Yushalayim and Yantif. And a later king named Yeshua ben Allah, he took down all the roadblocks. The 15th of Av, he took down all the roadblocks. Everyone can visit Yerushalayim. However, Yeshua ben Allah was ironically punished for taking down the roadblocks. Why? Because after the roadblocks were taken down, what happened? Nobody went anyways. So by taking down the roadblocks, it used to be the fault of Yeruvim. Why can't any, why does anyone go to Jerusalem? It's all Yeruvim's fault. <laughs> now I've taken down the roadblocks. Why is anybody going to Jerusalem? It's everybody's fault. So he he changed the he took he took the responsibility off the shoulders of an individual and placed it on the shoulders of everybody. So therefore, the question could be asked. The previous Rebbe said that we should study chassidus. We should publicize chassidus any way we can. And even those people which have no, no seeming connection to any concept of chassidus, even to them, you have to publicize to those people who have no connection. The lower level of Hashem's unity, the higher level of Hashem's unity. You're talking to people who, who, who are, you know, they, 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 they know they have, they have no concept, they have no connection. And you have to share, you have to share these lofty concepts with them as well. But Ali in the Ain not just Yehudiyilah. There's a level beyond Yehudiyilah called Ainoi, which means there's nothing besides Hashem at all. Shalomayilam Yehudiyilah higher than those levels. You're supposed to share this level, which is called Ainoi. There's nothing besides Hashem completely. In a very you know hard and fast way, it's such a high level that compared to this level, the higher level of of Hashem's unity is considered equal to the lower levels of Hashem's unity. It's considered this level that makes you look negligible, and they're they're the same compared to the higher level. So you're going to someone who doesn't know Aleph base, and you're going to talk to him about a night. You know, it doesn't seem. God is in the heavens above and the earth below equally because nothing besides Him. So He's everywhere equally. So you're going to explain this concept to someone who, you know, he, he's just, he's, he's holding his, his, his Big Mac and he, he's, you know, he, he's raised his eyes above his Big Mac for a couple of seconds uh, to hear what you have to say. And this is, and this is, and this is something I'm going to share why should you share these lofty concepts with them when you know they're not going to be at that level? If we were talking about people who were non-Hasidim, Oil Mesha is the 
is the Hasidic, and the Hasidic lexicon means people from the world. That means all, all those who have not been exposed to Hasidus, all those religious Jews who have not been exposed to Hasidus. So in the language of Mechal Mordechai, Hasidically challenge people. If you're talking about someone who never saw light in his life, he never saw Hasidus in his life. You can't ask him. How come you're not having any benefit from the one who created light? You can't ask, you can't demand of someone who has never learned chassidus in their life. How come you're not benefiting from the light? They don't know about chassidus. I'm going to do the rest of this sicha um, in a paraphrase. I'll read inside. Um, okay. Um, we once, said we once spoke about uh, how this applies also to the um, the study of Nigla as well, study of the revealed parts of Torah as well. It says in Gemara that when Yenisim and Aziel will learn Torah, so if a bird would fly over his head, the bird would get burnt. So when a chas learns this Gemara, what does a chasid think? Chasid makes a chasid feel very. Um, very, very um, bitter, very great. He feels like, wow, look at this. He, he, is, he is amazed. If a bird got burnt from the holiness of their study, how much more so should uh, he, this chassid, be considered himself not, can nullify himself to the story of thinking about the holiness of Torah? He should feel like, like, like how, how if the bird got burnt, how much more so should I be nullified to the Torah? That's how a chassid responds hearing the story. Wow, what an incredible kedusha that there isn't here. But when a non-chaser, when an oil mishra, a person of the world studies this Gemara, what does he think? He starts asking a question. Hey, he burnt a bird. What's the halacha? Does he obligate to pay for the bird or not? Instead, the chaser is overwhelmed with the holiness of the study. Wow, this is amazing. And the oil mishra, he's like, one second. Well, the halacha is, if you light a fire, it's considered like your arrow. And therefore, Rabbi Yenison Aziel, he causes fire to burn the bird. So it's like an, he shot an arrow to kill the bird. So therefore, he should be responsible to pay the full damage or half damage. How do we look at his responsibility to pay for payment to the bird? So when you publicize things that... Um, uh, you publicize things in this, and everyone knows about them, and yet they're not learning them, they're not into them. So... They're too la- let's say they're too lazy to, to, to make an effort to understand them. So it sounds like a similar situation that Yeshua ben Allah um, did. He, he made it possible for everyone to go to the base of Migdash, and now it's everyone's, everyone's now is culpable for not going to the base of Migdash. So by publicizing this to people, and they're like, okay, whatever, that's nice, and they're not going to, uh, you made it possible for them to go to the base Hamigdash. You made it possible for them to go into Chassidus, which is the base Hamigdash. And, and so how can you share these things with them and when they're not up to it, it seems to be a, 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 a attempting futility. What are you doing? Why are you sharing these lofty concepts of this to people who don't have a connection to it? So the altar of answered this question, and he said, it says, Mishnech will come, Hashem says, I will remove the heart of stone from you. It doesn't say, I will remove the mind of stone from you, just a heart of stone. That means that when Mashiach will come, everything will not just be intellectual, we'll be able to feel it in our heart. But now, whatever Mashiach will reveal to us in our heart, we have to have now in our brain. 
doesn't say Mashiach will come, he will remove the mind of stone. Because we're able today, we need to today, remove our own mind of stone and be able to at least intellectually appreciate the concept of Chassidus. And uh, that's what Hashem asks of us. So, what will happen, what, what will happen with our hearts, how will this become relevant to us, that's what well, Hashem will do, Mashiach will come. But our job, at least, is to make these concepts penetrate our minds, so that we understand them, we feel connection to them. The, the Alt Rebbe once quoted the Mzitcha Magid, uh, his explanation on the Pasuk, you should love the Lord your God. The Mzitcha Magid asked the question, how is it possible to, 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 to command someone to love someone? You, you love who you love, you can't command a feeling. So the Magid answered, the mitzvah really isn't about loving Hashem, the mitzvah is about thinking about the, those concepts that will generate feelings of love for Hashem. That's the mitzvah. So, but the question they've asked is, that's what the Magad said. The question is, what does it say in the Torah? The Torah doesn't say you should think about the Lord your God. It says you should love the Lord your God. So how can you say the mitzvah of loving Hashem means to think about Hashem when it doesn't say that in the Torah? The answer is that a person has to just make the preparation. And God promises you, you make the preparation, and you make the vessel, and I'll fill it. So you think about the, those concepts that will generate love, that's the mitzvah, and it's called in Gemara, which means you do an action which doesn't require another action. You did something which will bring to love, that's the mitzvah, and the love will come. That, that, that's, that's your job, to focus on what you can do. So similarly in, in, in this situation, it's not that we're learning things that, uh, we're, that have no connection to us. Why not? Because... Our responsibility now is to serve Hashem with our minds. And regarding our feeling of our heart, God will take care of that. As it says in the Torah, Hashem says, I will remove the heart of stone from you. So it's considered like we're up to the level we are, that we need this love that we're learning about in Chassidus, whatever it may be, even though it seems that we have no connection to it, we do have a connection to it. Why? Because we have to do our part, and Hashem is going to do the rest. Just like the mitzvah of loving Hashem, we have to do our part, Hashem does the rest. So too you learn about in about the higher level of unity, the lower level of unity. You learn that in your mind, Hashem will then t- t- to bring that down to your heart. So that's also true regarding the Hesach Adas. We spoke about before about wanting Mashiach for the sake of Hashem. Not for your own benefit. So when a person tries to get out of his own uh, physical angst. We, we try to go above our physical angst as much as we can. We, we say, listen, I, I want to think now about uh, what Hashem wants. I, I, I feel my own angst. I feel my own uh, problems. But if I try, we, if we try to go out of our own angst and try to think about what, what the real point is. Rabbi Ogun was, was speaking last night about, uh, before you got there, I think, he was speaking about how so, so many things we know, we don't think that they're, that they're really, we don't really think about them. Like, we know, if someone would ask you, were you born to eat and sleep and to make money? Like, you, you, you would obviously say no. You, 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 you obviously know why you're here. You know you're here to make a home for Hashem in the world. But we don't necessarily think about that. That's why we're here. We just, we just you know, we... we, we uh, Rabbi Gooden shared last night, unbelievable. His son, Mendy, uh, went, Rabbi Mendel Gabugun, visited someone, and he asked this guy to put on film... I put on film, and he asked them if he'll if he'll put on film every day. So he he uh, said, I, I, I don't want to put on film every day. He says, Well, how about if, if I beat you in an arm wrestling match? The guy's like, Okay, 
Yeah, we'll do that. He looks at Mendel Bagun, I can win this guy. Now, Mendel Bagun's grandfather, Rabbi Kunin, do this all the time. He would go into like gyms and he would win everybody with an arm wrestling match and get to get an ultimate on his bill. But Rabbi Mendel Bagun didn't have such luck yesterday. He beat, him, he beat his right hand and when he was doing his left hand, he something, he broke, he, he, hold on, slant, he, he cracked his whole muscle. Hold on, slant. So, 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 so think about it, like, like, what's, we, we think about all different kinds of things that we're into, like, oh, yeah, it would be nice if this guy puts on film. It wouldn't be worth my, my right arm to do that, you know? <laughs> that's what we would think. But, but if you think about it, that's, that's not really true, right? It, 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 that the point of creation is that, that uh, the Shem's will be, be fulfilled, that people do mitzvahs, right? So, so, so they're just saying like this. We, we, just like we were saying about the, the concepts of Chassidus that the Alter Rebbe was revealing, that we may not be up to those, that level of, of, of the concept that the Alter Rebbe was revealing, but that's not our job. Our job is to do what we can intellectually. Similarly, when we talk about asking for Mashiach, because this is what Hashem wants, not because of what we want, we have to talk and think about that. It's true that we're not going to be dishonest with ourselves. We don't want Mashiach only because of those reasons. We also feel the first lengths. But if we do what we try to do and try to go out of ourselves a little bit and think about what Hashem wants, so Hashem will, 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 get, will pick us up there. And it will be considered as if that we're asking for Mashiach just behesach hadas, just because, Hashem, because of, for Hashem's sake. And through this, the Gemara says, Mashiach comes behesach hadas. And this is the reason that we say, I believe with perfect faith in the coming of Mashiach. We mention the word perfect. Perfection is something that's only relevant to God's essence. Perfection is something which is beyond all kinds of limitation. Only Hashem's essence, concerning Hashem's essence, can you say the word perfection. Like it's similar to, in, in our souls, there's something called Yechelos HaNefesh. There are the soul's powers, then there is something called Yechelos Nefesh, means the soul's ability to make powers. That means we're talking about the very core of the soul before the soul actually generates those, those said soul powers. Similarly, we talk about God's essence, there is the way Hashem contracts, him, contracts His light in the world of Atzilus, etc. Then there is God's ability. So Yechelos Ha'atzmus, there is Hashem's essence. Hashem's essence is able to do things. That's, that's, that's a, when we say the words Yechelos Ha'atzmus, God's ability, we're talking about God Himself. God Himself is able. We're not talking about God's Energies which have been uh, which have been generated and created and and contracted. We're talking about Hashem has the ability to do anything. So when we say about the coming of Mashiach, I believe with perfect faith in the coming of Mashiach. We're emphasizing emphasizing the word perfect. That means that the simple faith that every Jew has. Why do we have simple faith in the coming of Mashiach? That's because the Rabbi Shanto says the simplicity of a Jew. In the simplicity of a Jew, you could see the simplicity of God's essence. God's essence has no form, has no limitation, has no, has no uh, uh, division, is not complex. It's just God's simple reality, God's essence. It's indivisible, there's, no, there's no, no description for it because it's simple, it cannot be defined. So in the simplicity of a Jew, in a Jew's unlettered, uh, uh, simple approach to Hashem with simple faith, in that, the Rebbe says, the Baal says, you see the essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem is expressed in the simplicity of the Jews. When we talk about the coming of Mashiach, and we say, I be, we emphasize, I believe in the coming of Mashiach with perfect faith. Why are we saying the word perfect, perfect faith? Because we're talking about the, our connection to God's essence. Our connection to God's essence is that we have simple faith in Hashem. And our simple faith, which, which is an expression of God's essence, you see perfection. God's perfection is expressed in our simple faith in Hashem. 
So because of our simple faith and our perfect faith, because it's simple and derives from God's essence, therefore it's also considered perfect. Uh, from, from that perspective, we have hasachadas. Yeah, if I look at my mind, I want Mashiach because of one reason. Look at my heart, I want Mashiach another reason. But if I look at my faith in Hashem, where did my faith in Hashem come from? My faith in Hashem comes from the essence of Hashem. And therefore, in my simple faith in the, com- in the coming of Mashiach, in that simple faith that comes from my essence, th- there is in that, in that part of me, the Hesach uh, it's not about me, it's not about my desires, it's, in that part of me there is, what does Hashem want? So that's, 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 that's the um, nigan. I believe with perfect, perfect faith in the coming of Mashiach, we're emphasizing that there's a part of me that's perfect. And what part of me is perfect? The, my essence. And I'm asking for Mashiach, I'm thinking about the coming of Mashiach, not from the perfect part of me that wants Mashiach for Hashem's sake. You know what they're saying over here? There's a part of me that wants Mashiach because of the, the, the Lavyas and the Sherebeir. And it's going to be Geshmak. And I say, it'll be amazing. And I'll, no more troubles. But, but the, 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 this Nigan underscores that we're able to also rise above all that and say, I believe in the coming of Mashiach with simple faith. There's a part of me that wants Mashiach because I, because Hashem wants Mashiach. And, and that's the part of me which has simple faith in Hashem. And that, that sim- and that part of me, I'm, I'm able to, to tap into, I'm able to rise above whatever's going on. And, and I, even though it may not be sincere, it may, it may just be for a moment, but Hashem will do the rest. I have to try to let go of what's going on in my life and think about, I want Mashiach to come because that's what Hashem wants. Any questions, comments? Okay. Mm-hmm.